It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. On today's Locked On Texans podcast, more takeaways from Sunday's victory and Jimmy Ward coming back, bringing that swarm defense and mentality to the field. How will that affect the Houston Texans moving forward? You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, 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 welcome in, Texans fans, to a Tuesday episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you are new to the Locked On Texans podcast, be sure to subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked On Texans podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, and to our returning listeners, welcome back for another podcast as we continue to talk Texans on this Tuesday, I am your Texans football analyst, John, some sports guy, Hickman. And, of course, joining me as always is your Texans beat reporter, credential media member, Sports Illustrated's own, the credentials, mm. the, the name they keep running. I don't know how to keep, 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 keep it up. <laughs> but Cody Davis, on today's episode, we're going to look at a blessing in disguise, how CJ mm. falling into the lap mm. was a result of Davis Mills in the past <laughs> falling into the lap of Jordan Akins. We'll get into that. Uh, how the Texans can continue to thrive on third downs. But, Cody, we open up today's show looking at the return and impact of Jimmy Ward. Just before I hand it over to you, with Jimmy Ward coming back and playing his first game, excuse me, of the season, according to PFF, out of the four targets, Going Jimmy Ward's way, he allowed three, but only for 15 yards and only six yards after the catch. But you saw Jimmy Ward, not afraid to hit, Mm. not afraid to get dirty, not afraid to get physical. All of the things that I thought were missing last week. And again, there was no Jalen Petrie out on the field as well. So (laughs) getting Jalen Petrie back along with Jimmy Ward for the first time this regular season. But Mm. the impact of Jimmy Ward means what for Houston? It means that they're definitely going to have somebody to set the tone for that swarm mentality that Coach D'Amico Ryans wants to see. On yesterday's show, I gave Shaq Griffin the defensive MVP award, given the fact that how he stepped in for the injured Derek Stingley Jr. and how he led this team in tackles with 10. However, the biggest impact on the defensive side of the ball in that victory was Jimmy Ward. And John, listeners and viewers, if we just go back over the last two weeks, the one thing that you and I kept talking about was when Jimmy Ward come back, the defense is definitely going to have an opportunity to compete to improve their communication. I can't remember which player it was one day last week, but they say with Jimmy Ward's come with Jimmy Ward coming back, he's definitely an extension of coach D'Amico Ryan's. And it makes sense because 
the last two seasons in San Francisco, Jimmy Ward played under Coach D'Amico Ryan's SS team defensive coordinator, and Jimmy Ward did credit Ryan's for his decision to sign with the Houston Texans as a free agent. However, the one thing I think that really kind of caught a lot of people off guard or, or probably went under the radar was the fact that with Jimmy Ward returning, it definitely enhanced the intensity and the physicality of this Houston Texans defense. And that's not surprising because I go back to training camp and I look at how Jimmy Ward practiced like he played. Remember at the start of training camp when Dalton Schultz missed those first couple of games due to a hard hit by a teammate? That came from Jimmy Ward. Remember there was a report, (laughs) unfortunately. (laughs) Exactly. Remember doing the joint practices, the very first day of joint practices, uh, we talked about how good the defense was playing, how physical the defense was playing. That was led by Jimmy Ward. And what we saw throughout training camp, it's definitely what we saw during Jimmy Ward's official debut as a member of the Houston Texans. The Texans on Sunday had an opportunity with Jimmy Ward re- returning, setting that tone, improving the physicality. They had an opportunity to record 72 tackles. Of course, that is by far a season high. Last week against the Indianapolis Colts, they had 57. In the week one loss against the Baltimore Ravens, they had 64. Jimmy Ward is a guy that is definitely going to showcase what Coach D'Amico Ryan's mean by that swarm defensive mentality. And at the end of the day, this young man loves to hit. Yeah, you know, that's what it's all about. You know, they got a, they got great weapons out there. Uh, their offense is pretty explosive. Uh, I think we all know that. Great quarterback over there. Tight end, you can consider him easily a wide receiver. You can put him up there with uh, Travis Kelsey. You can put him up there with Kittle. I feel like I feel like he's he's pretty good. Uh, and just the game plan that Coach Burke, Miko, uh, Dino, Steve, all of them, and CU uh, set for us, you know, it made it easy for us. You know, we just, you know, see some move hit. And eventually, you know, guys get tired of getting hit, especially if you, you're hitting them uh, how you're supposed to hit them. Jimmy, Jimmy Ward got a little, little Blade Brown in him. <laughs> Y'all remember Class Act from back in the day when oh, yeah. uh kid in place switch roles, but – what I like about Jimmy Ward is, of course, we're talking about the physicality um, <clears throat> that he brings to the game. And, and one thing that I love about Jimmy Ward on top of that is you got Demico Ryan's on the field with you in a sense. Mm-hmm. And I think he is a direct mouthpiece. He is a direct embodiment of the swarm defense and mentality. But the versatility, <laughs> Jimmy Ward, mm-hmm. if you guys remember – that was a big reason as to why he left San Fran. I mean, of course, he wanted to follow D'Amico, but if you guys remember and go back, he flat out told him, I'm tired of playing nickel. I want to go back to playing safety. And I think a lot of that has to do with him being able to just kind of roam around and hit guys. But on Sunday, you got Jalen Petrie out. You got Stephen uh, – not Stephen Nelson, Jaylen, uh, Derek Stingley, excuse me, Tavier Thomas. You got guys out, but you got Jimmy Ward in his first game lining up in the box, of course, lining up at free safety, lining up at slot, you know. Um, So he's a guy that can traditionally uh, do a lot of different things on a football field. And I think that's the biggest impact that he'll have right now because if Jimmy Ward can come down and maybe you can, you know, do whatever you need to do with with Jalen Petrie or just how you can play him on the field in terms of disguising coverages. Or you may want to say, you know what, I need to go get us a – a stop right here. Can you go blitz off the corner and, and get a sack or, you know, 
create pressure on their quarterback. Jimmy Ward can do everything you need a DB to do on a football field. And not only can you can he do it, which is why I think him coming back and I want him to continue to be healthy, but he can do it with intensity, with a fact like he's coming at you in all different ways. Hmm. Jimmy Ward is the DB that is a swift Swiss Army knife, and that goes perfectly with what D'Amico Ryans wants to do. So you look at the impact of Ward. Like imagine, and, and by the way, Eric Murray has been playing some good football. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. What's what's that goes into something that is part of the reason why Jimmy Ward is a captain on this team. Like Jimmy actually talked about this today, how players kind of study him, look to him as one of those guys to say, okay, you are somebody that we are definitely going to follow. And he's been talking about that ever since training camp. And John, this also goes back into one reason why it was so important for Nick Casario and Coach D'Amico Ryans to not only bring quality guys, but guys that can actually help lay a foundation for this Houston Texans. Ever since the start of this rebuild, it seemed like guys was just going out there on the field. But you see a guy like Jimmy Ward, who's not leaving, <laughs> who is not who who's not just going to give you great production individually, but like I keep mentioning, his impact on the team, the fact that he's a leader, he's somebody that's going to lift the production of all the guys around him. And how long you and I have been covering Houston Texans? And how long have you been hating? Well, I don't want to say hating, but how long have you had a dislike for Eric Murray? Uh, I, I, since he signed to Houston, but <laughs> when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I think Eric Murray has been solid for Houston. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, imagine an, an opportunity where you got Eric Murray and maybe Jalen Petrie up, you know, back, but you're able to bring Jimmy Ward down, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I, the disguises and how Houston can really go about uh, creating confusion on the defensive side of the ball is what I think Jimmy Ward helps with. That's an impact because he can do everything on that football field. Mm-hmm. Um, really quick before moving on, speaking of Jalen Petrie, he is expected to return to practice on Wednesday. You guys know the drill by now. If you in practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, especially as a full participant, then that means Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is going to be the homecoming for J.J. Watt, by the way. But Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers, we will see a defensive backfield for the very first time that will feature Jalen Petrie and Jimmy Ward. Men think losing their hair is inevitable. Take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science-backed hair growth supplement for men. Did you know that 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? It's normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. You can now get ahead of that thinning with Nutrafol. So a lot of you guys, and I'm kind of starting to see it up top myself, Nutrafol is the route that I think I'm going to run to make sure that I can get ahead of that hair thinning. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair health, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle and metabolism through whole body health take the first step to visibly thicker and healthier hair for a limited time Nutrafol is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to nutrifol.com slash men 
Enter promo code locked on NFL. You find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men. That's N U T R A F O L slash men. And it's a promo code locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. NFL. Like the, started, the offense started to find it, to find it in the second half. What do you think is needed um, in order to keep that consistency going into some yeah, I kind of already alluded to it. It, it. To me, in the first half, it was really third downs. You know, we we had one big drive, and it was because we stayed on the field. We converted some short yardage situations. We got in the red zone. We were able to punch it in. And then outside of that, you know, third down, we were really hit or miss until the second half. And then the second half, we got into a groove. And every time we got into situational football, uh, we were able to convert. Until we got to the red zone, we started moving backwards, which you absolutely can't do in the red zone. That's the, Those two things, really, in combination with the run game, have been – uh, the biggest things we know we need to take a big step on offense. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans. What you guys just heard was an exchange between myself and offensive coordinator Bobby Sloyd. That Look at that plug. Place. Look at that plug. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, that's, that's why. That's why we credential, man. We could do stuff like this. But um, that exchange took place on Thursday. And, you know, the we're about to get into the importance of the Houston Texans thriving on third down because, John, the reason why I asked that, I don't know if you guys heard the question, but for those of you guys that, that it was kind of hard to hear, I wanted to ask Bobby Sloyd, how can this offense stay consistent? Because when you go back to that game against the Indianapolis Colts, we saw it in the second half, mainly in the fourth quarter when they scored 10 points. Um, it finally looked like this offense was starting to get into a groove. And the one thing that I really wanted to know going into this game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, I just wanted to see that offense stay consistent. Ask Bobby Sloan, what is the key to this offense staying consistent? And he said it, as you guys just heard, third downs. Ladies and gentlemen, as we all know, the Houston Texans had a very good game Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars with their third down. Three games into the 2023 campaign, the Houston Texans have converted on 48% of their third down conversions. The last two seasons combined, 2021 and 2022, they only converted 30.5% of their third down conversions. So you know that is a big jump. Yeah, looking at you know, Houston and you know, the efficiency that they're having right now through the course of the first three weeks, no doubt about it, this is the C.J. Stroud effect. We're looking at Stroud on third down in 2023 so far. He is first in TD to interception ratio. He is first in yards with nearly 400. He's first in completions with 32. He's tied for first in pass touchdowns with three. Tied for first in big pass plays when you look at Plays are 20 or more yards down the field with five. He is second in completion, uh, completion percentage with uh, 76. 
Also second in passer rating with 128, nearly 128 on the year so far. Last year, what was it, under under Davis Mills, under Jeff Driscoll, under Kyle mm-hmm. Allen, Houston finished this season completing only 30% of their third down conversions. And again, when I say this is the C.J. Stroud effect, Ohio State was a pretty good team last year converting on third down with C.J. Stroud at their quarterback. They were top 26 in the nation. And so you look at C.J. being able to do certain things that their previous quarterback wasn't able to do. But, guys, you want to know what he does very well that helps uh, the completion percentage, helps continue to convert on those money downs. I'm looking at C.J. Stroud against the Blitz. This is according to PFF against the Jags, 9 of 12 for 148 yards and two TDs against the Blitz while picking up what? Five first downs. Uh, CJ is a quarterback that his accuracy, we know about that, right? He has Mm -hmm. the accuracy, but again, I think the most underrated part of his game coming into his rookie year, a question that a lot of scouts had, even with the Georgia game right there, is how well he moves in the pocket while still trying to keep a play alive to make a play down the field. And that's what I like about C.J. Stroud the most. Last year, you would see a quarterback here in Houston, if the pocket broke down or if it wasn't the prettiest, even at times when it was a solid pocket, there was foot issues. Davis Mills had an issue last year where it just seems like he wasn't consistently getting his foot set on a lot of his throws. You don't see that necessarily with C.J. Stroud. And so you're looking at a guy with great pocket presence, good footwork, good from the hip, good from the shoulders, and accurate. That is a that's, – that's a cause for celebration right there because he's a guy that can go through his progressions and read with the pressure in his face, with guys beaming on his neck, and he's able to make a play. And so it goes back to the last couple of years, Hannah and Cal McNair, Nick Casario – Looking at how they view the roster the past couple of years, this is a league that is a quarterback-driven league, and it was important for them to understand in order for us to really be better, we have to get a quarterback. Now, we'll get into the blessing in disguise, but the rising of third downs for Houston was a point that I made clear I wanted to see better this Mm -hmm. Here early in the offseason when we got CJ and then everything was going on through preseason and training camp and rookie OTAs and random points, I would remind you guys, I gotta see the third downs. And so what I'm seeing is especially on Sunday, Houston was in better third down situations. They weren't a lot of third and longs, and that allowed for the playbook to open up, which it did. And you got a quarterback like CJ again, guys, who could just find you that pass to Tank Dale, which could have been intercepted. If you just look at it, it was a flick of his wrist. Hmm. and it was dropped right in the bread basket for a quarterback. So it's just a whole lot of totally different things that Houston is able to do offensively now that Pep Hamilton isn't here, now that Davis Mills isn't behind center. They're able to get more creative with the play calling because you have a quarterback you can trust. If you have a quarterback you can trust, from what we're seeing through three weeks, you have a quarterback that you can put out there on third downs and make some plays, and that's what C.J. Stroud has been able to do. I gave you guys the numbers. He is a quarterback that can thrive on the money downs, on third downs, and for that, you're looking at a team here in Houston. I want to say as of right now, Houston is top 15 in the NFL in scoring points per game. Hmm. When was the last time? (laughs) 
It's been 30. It's been 31. It's been 29. Houston is top 15 in the NFL. Now, I get it. It's three weeks. But nah, it's enjoy. Weeks. Enjoy. It's week. Enjoy, but it's also three weeks with a banged-up makeshift offensive line. It's also three weeks mm. with no number true number one wide receiver, no running game. Your tight end group has been non-existent for the most part. It's been three weeks of that, but you're seeing Houston go out and drop 37 against the Jags, the division rival. Then those garbage time stats, which I'm kind of iffy on, but this is a young team that continue to fight. They went up and put points out, uh, points up against the coach. So, the, the third down conversion is a direct result. I'm sorry. The points per game is a direct result for Houston to be because of Houston able to continue to move the chains when they need to. Before moving on, I do want to mention this really quick. Points per game, third down conversion, this offense staying consistent or whatever the case might be, going back to their fourth quarter play against the Indianapolis Colts, this is a team that has scored a total of 41 points. John, to your point about the quote-unquote garbage time minutes from last week, I will not consider no minutes throughout this whole entire season garbage time minutes because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how bad the Houston Texans are down. It doesn't matter how long the starters stay in. At the end of the day, this is still a young team, and every single time they are out there getting reps, it's going to be important reps. And I do believe when you go back and you take a look at their play in the second half against the Indianapolis Colts, especially in the fourth quarter, it's part of the reason why we saw the Houston Texans win by 20 points against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Look around, everybody on mute. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. $5, $200 back for you. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So $200 in bonus bets. Texans or Jaguars. See how I did that? If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, then there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Hey, guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Welcome back in, Locked On Texans fans and viewers. 
across the world. Before we close out, we're going to look at a blessing in disguise. But mm. to let you guys in on a little secret, right now, the top three players with the most pass rush wins in 2023. Mm. This is for you guys, like the advanced stats nerds out there, what they call the the um, the football geeks or whatever the case is. We're all one family, so the top three in the NFL right now. You got Michael Parsons at number one, but tied for two. They both got 16. You got Javon Hargrave with 16, but you got Will Anderson Jr. at yes, number sir. three, tied for two with 16 as well. And so you may not see the sack in the last couple of weeks, but Will Anderson is, is doing his job to create pressure. Now we just need for the defensive tackles to also come along to the party so everybody else can flow in and out and everybody else can eat B. But speaking of B-L-E-S-S-I-N-G, blessings upon this franchise. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, bow with your heads. When I look back <laughs> at the distraught, at the disrain and the pain that rained down, Priest, brother Hickman. When it was no quarterback to lead you to the promised land. Yeah. There was one man who came and said, you know what? I've been through some things with y'all. Mm -hmm. I've not been the most well kept. Uh -huh. Oh, I let go. I'm going to give you a blessing. And on fourth and 20, dropping back D. Millie with a pass that sails over the heads and Below the feet, oh, Akins with a touchdown, and then to yes. for the two point when the Houston Texans got the number two pick and had an opportunity to go out there, make the smart decision, and draft CJ Stroud. Cody, I you mm -hmm. know, we joke a lot here on the show and like to have fun, but I think getting that number two pick, Indy trading up with Chicago. To go out there and draft Bryce Young again, who a guy that I want to see have a long and successful career, but as of right now, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> there's no doubt about it. And I'm playing, I'm, I'm not necessarily playing, you know, with my fate, but I do want to say this considering the last quarterback in that situation, man, one thing that I love about CJ is he is not afraid to let his fate show. Hmm. He's a guy that has amazing uh, podium presence. He has a good feel to him. He's a great guy. Now, I understand you know, that it could be a game. Uh, it could be a front. But I don't feel that with CJ. Overall, I think Houston got them one, and I hope this time it works out. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> CJ, man. Look, three games in, this man is already third, I believe, for the most passing yards for a rookie quarterback i believe right now he stands at like 906 um justin herbert is number two at like 930 then you got cam newton which i forgot how great of a rookie campaign cam newton had in three three games and he already had over a thousand passing yards but man i it's just funny because going back to when they beat the indianapolis colts week 18 inside indianapolis man that game a lot of people was upset about because, as you mentioned, John, you basically gave up the number one overall pick. But what I do wonder is whether or not, and I know nobody's going to confirm this, but when you go back and you take a look at that game when it was the part in the field and you saw that little smart, that little smirk on Lovey Smith's face, 
I do wonder if they thought they did the Texans kind of a disservice by making sure that they get the number two pick instead of the number one pick. And it's kind of funny and ironic because here we are now, what, about five, six, seven (laughs) months away from that game. And the Texans, as of right now, three, four games into the 2023 campaign, they have the best rookie quarterback. And if we being being honest, the second best rookie quarterback is Anthony Richardson. So it kind of worked out for Indy as well, too. So, you know, um, I, you know, and I'm sorry, they didn't. The Indy didn't trade up. It was uh, Carolina. No, it was Carolina. Up. Carolina. So that was on up. me. But whether you think it was a disservice or not, my favorite verse of all time: "The thief coming not, but to steal, <laughs> kill, and destroy." But I have come to give you life more abundantly. And as mm-hmm. of right now, who's living in more abundance when you look at the rookie Texas. quarterback situation? I think it's the Houston Texans, and so oh, a blessing in disguise. By the way, speaking of blessings in disguise, I know throughout the course of 21 years, we've seen a lot of bad football here in the city of Houston. But let's just be thankful that we've never seen this team give up 70 points in the game. It can all it remember. Weekend for Colorado. It can, it, I know, right? It can always be worse. Keep be that worse. in mind, Texans fans. And I know, especially the last two or three years, you could have you could have traded a pick for Sean Payton. Oh man! Oh my God! Remember that 70. conversation? Seventy. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texans podcast. We are out, but make sure that you continue to like, comment, and subscribe to the Locked On Texans podcast on YouTube. Give me a follow on X, formerly known as Twitter. And just like my ex, I don't know how long I'm going to be around. But until then, John underscore Hickman 12, give me a follow as we continue to talk Texans, music, football, life. UT is undefeated once again. and We are ranked number three in the country. Woo! And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24 on thread. I'm sorry on thread. I'm trying to, you know, make sure I start saying that a little bit more often. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.